4: Come one, come all, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football ramble. My name's Marcus Speller, big Lukey Moore's here. My cans are on and I'm ready for business. Big Jimmy Campbell's here. Hey oh, and Big Pete Donaldson's here.
2: Where are my trousers?
4: Here we go again. Football <laughs> rival time. It's a new week. It's a new show. And it's we've got a some... new love.
2: It's a new day. It's a new love. Oh, I'm feeling good. And we've got some
4: snow on the ground. It's
2: crazy out mm. there. It's <sighs> brassic. Is yeah. that what, is that called Peter? brassic? No. Yeah, brassic. Uh, I, I thought no, brassic. Brassic meant
3: skin. Brassic flint is skint. Yes. Yeah. Brass monkeys. Yes. I always get those two mixed yeah. up. Yeah. So, so brass monkeys means cold? Yeah. I think so, yeah. It's brass monkeys, yeah. It brass does. monkeys out there.
1: It's something to do it's something to do with uh, it's like, I think it might be an old naval term.
3: Right. Perhaps
1: People will, will write in and tell us yeah, on the Let us
3: know. It's yeah. cold yeah. out it there, but it it's out. warm
4: in here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's all you need. That's all we need. Maybe
1: it's cold outside.
4: <laughs> oh dear. Should we talk about the Carabao Cup final? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jack Wilshere right. in the hole. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Doing the business for England in the summer. I'll tell you what,
4: we are, we've we got those Panamanians running scared. If he <laughs> no, starts. I'm not having this. We no, you're not having we this. We were
2: giving him lo- lovely thoughts. We were saying that he was brilliant when he came back from uh, injury. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, he has one stinker.
1: <laughs> but Pete, the world of football <laughs> punditry is nothing if not capricious.
2: I know. <laughs> and you only did your
1: last game. And, and um, Jack Wilshere
3: was quite petty. Yeah, let's call him petty. Let's say he was petty, but he, it's because he cares, isn't it? At least he cares. Well, at, at least, least he wants to I, do I, well. Yeah, I hate <laughs> like having to fall back on that annoying cliche of a, of an opinion, but that that is that is basically all you can salvage from from, from that performance from Arsenal. Jack yeah. Wilshere actually genuinely is is one of the few players that, is, that even if you're three 0 down, he's still motivated to try and change it. Do you think and that's that's the, why, the problem here. Do you think that's why Wenger? Has thought
4: about himself <laughs> and his life. <laughs> we come to that. Do you think that's why Veng has toyed with the idea of selling Wilshere or, put, you know, he's put him out on loan? What, if, if, you're, yeah. if you're going to
3: start caring about
0: this, yeah. if you're going to start... <laughs> you, you are
3: too erratically emotional. Get the
1: But a good manager, you'd hope, and I, I know I know Veng has, has been a good manager, but we're talking about the present day. A good manager, would you'd like to think, Players will probably have a day off today, but tomorrow, he'll grab Wilshere when he gets a moment and says, "Look, I understand all that. I understand you love the club and you want. You need to channel this in a certain way. Mm. But I don't know about anyone else in this room, but I've got absolutely no confidence that's what will happen. Wenger won't do that for, to Wilshere, and, and, and because he's had too much opportunity to do it already yeah. and he's not done it. Mm. And and the, well, and the most sickening thing for Arsenal fans, I imagine, Jim may tell me I'm wrong, but is that that's a Man City performance that in the first half particularly. Absolutely, there
3: for the taking. Yeah, yeah. They were there for the taking. I, I have to say, Jack Wilshire carrying too much is so far down the list. <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> of,
1: Number of sixty-four. I don't <laughs> think that's yeah. even
3: even going to be an issue. I don't think they'll even probably talk about that. But yeah, absolutely, you're right. That what Arsenal needed was for City to be uh, having a little bit of an off day and be a little bit sloppy. And how that happened and how they responded to that was conceding what I think is probably the worst goal Arsenal have conceded this season. Um, with Aguero fair, yeah. because it was just there were so many things wrong with it it's just a, just a long kick Mustafi I agree with Gary Neville's comments it was pathetic the second and, one
1: on Thursday was was a bit annoying as well against osterson's
0: yeah
3: I mean
1: that was a you know, poor
3: performance in a game where the the first leg was comfortably wrapped up and you are at home this is a cup final but Marcus here's what so I don't different. understand here's what
1: yeah. I don't understand I agree with everything, everything Jim said there take the week in isolation mm-hmm. on Monday you've got Wigan a League One team they're a good team but they're a League One team Given everyone the yeah. blueprint yeah. the blueprint we've talked about on this show um, on this this season upset their rhythm get amongst it hope you can sustain it work really hard all that kind of stuff that's, that's Monday Thursday the Arsenal players have been given an opportunity to show the manager while well, they should be picked for a cup final on Sunday they've not done that either mm-hmm. okay then the Sunday comes around first opening exchanges Man City's radars all over the place mm-hmm. I've seen it happen I forget who it was against they had a half of Football Man City, probably just before Christmas, I think it was. But West Ham? Might be, I think it was West Ham. You're right, it was West Ham. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was definitely West Ham. It was away, wasn't it? And they couldn't get their radar in. They couldn't get the weight of their pass, the right pass. Um, they couldn't get it off quick enough. And it was very reminiscent of what happened in the early exchanges at Wembley.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And Arsenal should have smelt blood. Well, they me, should have smelt well, blood. Let
3: me Go on, Jim. What I was going to say was that um, in these situations, Arsenal overhit, I think every cross they made in in the first half even even from set pieces as well every sort of crucial delivery w- was over hit so they just blunted themselves in a situation where they they did actually have opportunities to punish city for being a little bit sort of uncharacteristically sloppy yeah. and they didn't take it so
4: you are t- you t- right when you say that city were a little bit uncharacteristically sloppy company obviously you know ended up a uh, lovely old afternoon for him mm. but he started he, he looked like he could could be got at think about spurs harry kane and and, and the rest of them Think about Chelsea, Willian Hazard and so on. Um, Liverpool, with their back lines, they'd have had them.
1: Yeah, they 100%. Would, they,
4: they would have gone, right, here we go. We've got a we've got our iron already. And with Arsenal, it just, it's the same. Well, well this is stuff. the
3: thing. As, a, as an Arsenal <clears throat> fan, we're all very... Jaded by this, I'm by sure. these types of performances, but non-Arsenal and, fans and, are jaded. Well, well by these quite, yeah. It's just it's the repetition of the same thing happening over and over and over again. It's just because you know you go into a, a game like this against opposition like City, and you think, well, based on the way that the team play, it's probably going to be a stretch for Arsenal to win this, and you you want to support your club, you want to tell yourself, no, back the team, mm. you know that you want you want the team to win, but you've seen the same thing happen over well, and over but again. So they have so, beaten Manchester City in a big
4: in a big right? Well, that's what you know. gives you
3: that little bit of hope, but more often than, than they can not, do you it. get the drab disappointing performances and you you think well this could well be one of those again and that's that's understandable as fans that have you know seen this happen time and time again to go into that with that worry but the players seem to have that and that's what was different at Wembley from from the FA Cup finals and obviously you know City are are, are a big ask to beat in a cup final Mm -hmm. but the players didn't seem to believe that they could actually turn that around. It looked like as soon as Arsenal conceded, same old, same old, but from the players rather than the fans.
1: Yeah. And, and the first goal, which you've mentioned, it's almost, it almost beggars belief that you have, to, we have to talk about a goal like that being conceded in a cup final on this show. Because if, if we've played football Sundays, Saturdays, whatever, if, if any of our colleagues were to defend in that way, from a goal kick, and this is for me. I'm just putting this out there for people out there who don't play football or whatever, or, or you know, whatever. Um, don't don't to it. put it in context, yeah. don't, don't have it, yeah, yeah, to contextualize it, absolutely. <clears throat> you can't be offside from a goal kick, right? So, mm. the first thing you've got to do is it's, it's page one, it's, it's the first paragraph, it's the first sentence on the first paragraph of page one when you're defending. Set yourself up properly, get yourself goal side. Don't let him turn you. But before you even get to that yeah. stuff, get goal side in the mm. guy. Don't get a nudge in the back from a five foot six it's striker. So soft, when you are, yeah. when you are, however big you are, he was complaining about
2: it. Remember, like, yeah, remember it's all, mad. It's well, mad. Well, remember all of the uh, all of the goals that Ian Wright used to score in the nineties, <laughs> where the defense was just absolute toilet. Yeah, and he used to, he used to like lob the ball over keepers all the time yeah. for fun he was a good striker but a lot of his goals were scored lobbing the goalkeeper you? it was yeah. it was, like, it was like one of those yeah. and it was an exciting goal to watch he was like well, the keeper gave, gave I mean, the a, no it, chance it, at it at was all. a lovely what? finish the,
3: the, the really telling thing how different would that goal be if Mustafi hadn't been there at all, yeah, <laughs> it'd be exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and and I thought Ospina,
1: Ospina is, a, is a goalkeeper with flaws and with his faults, and we all know that. But I thought he had a bit of a, he got a bit of a bad rap. Gary Neville said a lot of things I agree with, but he, he said that the has made it easy for him. David Ospina has got absolutely no right mm. to expect Mustafi to defend in that way. Absolutely, if you're yeah. stuck in that position, it's because you expect your 32 million pound defender, however much he costs, to, to header an easy high yeah. ball. You should be eating those up all day. Yeah. I, I've played with players who could, who would, if, if they were told they were playing at Wembley. Um, they'd be shitting themselves <laughs> but if it was just a big high ball every five minutes for 90 minutes they were great yeah. I mean, I'll, be, I'll be fucking man of the match yeah. because I'll do yeah. that all day
4: every well, day any Wigan defender's going to do that do you know what I mean like, yeah. any defender it's worth the sort in, in, mm. in any league professional and, or, or semi-pro
1: and what, one, uh, one thing that uh, hasn't been picked up on which I think should have been picked up on as well is Gary Neville talked a bit about Shaka and Ramsey in there and I know Wilshire was in there as well but he played a little bit further forward Shaka and Ramsey were, were sort of quite pedestrian in the way they were carrying themselves they sort of you know, walking around reading stuff. I know Arsenal has got a great style of management and it's served him well over the years but if I was the manager then I'd be saying to Grant Jacket, if you don't want to run this is what you're going to do. You are going to follow David Silver wherever he goes in that yep. pitch. You are going to Martin Keogh yeah. and David Silver because <clears throat> He, if you haven't noticed, he's man of the match at the moment yeah. and he will go on to be man of the match mm-hmm. and he's going to score a goal to put the cherry on the top. And yeah. if you're happy with that, mm-hmm. you're not playing for me anymore. Absolutely, That's the minimum Absolutely. you can do. You Absolutely. can just follow him wherever he goes.
4: But you yeah. get the impression that when they got back into the dressing room, they all probably thought, oh, glad that's over. We, The bigger boys were beating us up there and Wenger went, oh, well, not to worry. And then Wenger goes out and starts talking about the fourth official
3: not giving them that was, an extra that was minute. I agree
1: with what John said to us earlier. He said, oh, um he um, lived it like an after dinner anecdote yeah like, yeah. A, like, to, get a, yeah. G-
2: like to get and I think we was surprised that nobody laughed it's like <laughs> yeah. laughing at like a, a story about him getting mugged off it <laughs> was just like <laughs> such <laughs> a weird <laughs> you <laughs> would never admit that Weger, why would you admit that Vega
1: thinks he's on some sort of Frank Sinatra farewell
2: <laughs> tour <laughs> yeah. well he <laughs> is yeah,
3: look at him the really the really interesting thing that got, got me thinking about this is when um when Arsene Wenger took over at Arsenal they were seen as a club you know they were in a real crisis and in a bit of a mess and that's because they were sick it's come and full circle Well, he, he might leave the club as he found them mm. which is mad Just <laughs> is a new stadium well, well, yeah. if, uh, the obviously. aforementioned Ian Wright said that the way it's
4: it's going Wenger's decline at Arsenal it's, it's a bit like the way it ended in the ring for Muhammad Ali or, oh. or as he put when Brazilian Ronaldo got fat You know, it's a and portrait of decline isn't it and how, it is it's and, it, and it's sad to see actually it really is and, and had Ronaldo
2: they... never played badly when he was on the field or whatever size well, that was, he was, yeah, you know that, I mean? that was he deep... just didn't play a lot yeah, yeah. I, Muhammad I, Ali I was, was hit, getting kicked no, in the leg by okay. a Japanese MMA Ronaldo, fighter. Yeah, like.
4: Ronaldo's decline was very much, um, he was on board with it and was very happy <laughs> with it. <that.
2: laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am fat. I, but, yeah.
1: I, I agree with his um, is, is, um, is, is point, but I think the analogy or the comparison I would have used would have perhaps been Brian Clough.
4: Yeah, who,
3: yeah. who, yeah. who, who
1: clearly, maybe obviously for different reasons, wasn't clearly the manager he, he was and, and ended in, in Forest relegation and all that and we all remember the green Jump and all that kind of thing but it's, it's a similar thing. But, but I, 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 you're too close to it. You, you can't. Yeah. You, you, you always. It's almost like that, that that idea in these romantic stories of it. You always end up destroying the thing you love the most. that Sure. Type of thing.
4: But I would jump in actually. To, if I it seems a bit odd now. Like to and, didn't. Yeah. Hmm. To, to, to try and sort of defend Wenger somewhat. The fact is when you say about Brian Clough well, his side got relegated, you know, and often when you talk about these great declines, they they were disgraced and so on and so forth. Whereas actually, Arsene Wenger they are still what were they sixth? You know, they're still one of the oh, top yeah, yeah. sides. So so actually. You could say that he stayed far too long at the fair. But even so, Arsenal still are one of the top six in in the country and got to a cup final. Obviously not good enough, and we've just talked about that. But it does show his quality. In a sense, it's just that his standards yeah. were sort of so high that it's he, he Bro, should have quit. But I think the problem with, with for Wenger is he still probably thinks, you know what, next season we might win well, the league. Well, this is it. I mean, oh, he's is, yeah. that's, I, I think, think that's
3: the problem. The if problem, they
4: finished 11th or something, he may but, be but able Brian to. Brian Clough's
1: highs were higher, but his lows were also lower. Yeah, as yeah. a comparison
3: is the same. That's, yeah. that's true. I, I think the problem is that. Arsenal fans are very impatient for the future you know, and want to see what comes next. But as we've said so many times, it's you know the board are still going to be a problem, even when even when Wenger's gone. Sack so the board, Jim. Quite.
4: Sack the board. Out. We've got to talk about Manchester City a bit more for crying out loud. The well, first trophy they've won under the old Pep staff. Yeah. You
3: can talk about them in context,
1: and and that it's really important they got a trophy, and that Guardiola is now up and running. And 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 maybe when, it, to me, it's funny because when you see them actually lift a trophy, you realise some of the stuff that was being said around Christmas time was very, very premature. Like, oh, this is the, great, the greatest footballing Premier League style we've seen. Yeah. Well, now they've got a trophy on, on, under their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important to mention. And I thought Guardiola carried himself with great dignity and, and pride uh, letting the players go up there and not getting involved and all the rest of it. But, I'm sorry, in terms of the performance... Weren't that good? Didn't need to be that good. One, and I'm not nil. going to say they were brilliant just because it was a cup final yeah, because they weren't.
4: Yeah, true, but they ran out comfortable 3 0 winners. They deserve to and win. So you are but right. they didn't need to be any of their best. Yeah. Well, exactly. They didn't need to be. Not unless... their fault, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, it really isn't. And for, but for Vincent Company, what a moment for him scoring that. I was goal. delighted and for the him. celebration. Also, for
3: Aguero, Silver and Company, three living city legends. And, yeah, and, and the just, spine
4: of that team, the, the sort of this modern era that have uh, that's, that's won Im- trophies that's and more. That's all.
1: important to say. I think Man City Clear are a historic, well decorated club. With, they've had some fantastic players over the years, you know, and we all know that. But s- without question, some of their best players they've ever had are still playing for them now. Yeah. And for all three of them to score in a cup final mm. is a fantastic achievement, and a is. fantastic testament to it that. Is. And given what company's been through, um, I, I really liked his post-match interview where he was sort of almost realising the justification for working so hard to get himself back. Mm. Because of the age he's at and the injuries he's had... Um, it would have been an easier path for him to have
4: not bothered. I thought it was Mm. interesting that Guardiola put Claudio Bravo in guard and I thought, why did he not play Willy Caballero? Someone (laughs) Um, said he might have gone to (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea. We did check that
1: and everyone else is in fact wrong.
2: (laughs) It's not you. You're fine, Marcus, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's
4: weird. He never never left, did he? (laughs) (laughs) So is there something about that anyway. Um but yes, uh, good to see uh, Benjamin Mendy leading the celebrations. He's never going to be fit, is he? Because he's quite happy with doing what yeah, he's he doing. Knows.
1: He's a professional celebrator, <laughs> <you> now. But <laughs> like if, a hate man. If it's funny, isn't it the perception because if John Terry had been doing that, what would we be saying here? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's but, it's but, because
3: John Terry's a horrible bell end yes, and uh, it's true. Benjamin Mendy's true. really it's fun. Yeah, there's it's a, not, a, it's a a a context. just to clarify.
2: Yeah. Mendy's yeah. history, you know, <laughs> the previous histories of the men. Yeah. Mendy's never on the mend. That's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah, it's poorly named oh, Mendy. Let, let's have
1: a look at your knees, Mendy. Yeah. <laughs> That's
4: not... Absolutely. Pep, uh, he wore the yellow ribbon during the cup final. He has been wearing
2: it for Which like is an Arsenal it, is, <laughs> yeah. it He <laughs>
1: wore a yellow ribbon, yeah. Taking the mick.
2: He's, he's been wearing it for months, and the FA suddenly go, oh, I think U F had a problem with it, so uh, we better you know, yeah. we better have a pop. Yeah,
3: yet. but Pep has basically said, oh, I'm, I'm just going to keep wearing it.
2: Yeah, well, I'll, this is I'll his, pay all the fines. Okay. His,
3: his
4: support for imprisoned uh, Catalan politicians yeah, charged by the FA. And uh, they they
2: warned him not to wear it in the cup final. But he said, is, screw you, the man. I mean, there is a documentary he should not watch. <laughs> it's, it's one of the situations where you sort of go, with everything being inherently political, what exactly is the difference between that and a poppy? It's very hard to draw well, the line, isn't it? Where do you draw the line? Well, exactly. the, poppy, yeah.
1: the poppy never used to be, and it still shouldn't be on paper, a political symbol. It's no. a symbol for remembrance. And yeah. that's how they justify it. But the problem is everyone wants to make it political because everyone wants to make everything political these days. Well, if you
4: don't wear a poppy, you're a scumbag.
1: And, well, quite. Yeah. And, and the mm. idea of a poppy is that for this reason, you have the right to choose whether to wear one or not. Mm, exactly. not, it's not It shouldn't be ramrodded through everyone. Uh-huh. But the yellow ribbon thing, um, I understand why the FIO are in the position they're in, it's almost, it feels a bit like a battle they can't win, yeah. because they're not realistically going to ban him from the touchline for it, yeah. they're just going to keep fining him, and he's going to keep paying, keep paying it. it yeah. And yeah. they're not going just
2: to... Say, just say a Marie Curie one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. mate, what are you going to
3: say? Imagine yeah. if
1: they went, all right, well the fine is now £40 million.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Every time they fine him, he should add another one. Yeah. But by the end, he's <laughs> yeah. covered in them. Yeah, doesn't how many. Yeah, but yeah. that's it though. So if you're going to get fined
4: for one, surely you get fined for, it doesn't matter how many you're wearing. Well, so who knows? He should just come out in a big yellow ribbon suit like a mascot, have that, yeah. oh. or
3: just tied in one. I found it interesting yeah. that
4: his private jet was searched at Barcelona El Prat Airport. Is this his private jet or a club private jet he no, I, had the use I of? suspect it's his. I, I think. Love, his. I hope he's got a private yeah, jet. Yeah, but you'd what imagine Guardiola. Going? I mean, isn't he not the king of I, Barcelona? I, I, or is that the problem?
3: A private, private jet <laughs> you only would, have a lot of, them, of money. I don't think
4: it I is. I think it would be leased, as Pete said, which isn't actually as expensive as you might think. I've never done it, though. All right, it's it? But yeah, the police were checking to see if he was smuggling the Catalan politician who's currently in Belgium or something. I don't know. where don't know where he is, OK? They, they did don't find, find Julian Assange. They did find Julian Assange. He was in there. <laughs> I love the thought of Petman, you know, for someone accusing Pet of smuggling people, you know, Imagine into him. the country.
2: <laughs> nice idea. Didn't the footballer do that once? Didn't he get... Didn't he, Mourinho, girl, you, the, didn't he get a girl didn't he get a girl on it don't name him don't, name him don't name him but like she didn't have a passport or anything she went oh yeah just come back so I go you're going to another country mate I can't yeah. remember which footballer it was do it it's do probably it, just, I'm just as, gonna, as well. for safety I'll say Ronaldinho
1: <laughs> that's the only footballer you can name that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that's fine that's absolutely fine because he
1: just won't want to bring attention to himself so he no, won't he won't <laughs>
4: <laughs> but there we are. The first uh, trophy has been dished out. Um, Raj... They're, they're
1: going to they're have at least two this season. At least um, two. It gave me. A, it gave um, the OCD part of my brain a little bit of annoyance, thinking that if they win the league and the Champions League and the League Cup, can I call that a treble in my mm. own mind? And I haven't decided yet, so I hope I don't bloody do it. Right.
3: Well, for, I mean, if they've won <laughs> three trophies, that's a treble of trophies. But it's surely. not
1: traditional treble, though,
3: is it? No, it's not, but it's a treble. It's like, I mean, it's, then just, you've, trebol- it's the idea thing. of a traditional treble redundant.
1: No, but Jim, if you if you start going down that road with the greatest respect you're on the path where you start calling things a treble with the community shield like Mourinho and we don't want to be there. None say, of us want to be let's there. Move That's on a
2: trebuchet. To... <laughs> let's
4: <laughs> yeah. move on to a side who have won a treble Manchester of the United. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They
1: did. I know they did, yeah. yeah they did. Last yeah. season.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I will not let it go. Yeah. Um, yes, Mourinho was the winner. Conte was the loser. Yeah. Didn't think I didn't think it was going to pan out like that. Watching the first half, Chelsea mm. flew out the traps mm. and looked looked a lot better. Nice to see Kante and drink water in the middle. I, st- I still uh, find that uh, lovely, even though obviously it's a bit happened. Of weird romance. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> a number of times before. Um, I but, thought um, drink water did okay by the I way. I thought he did as well. Uh, Morata should have scored early on when he hit the bar from close range with a super. He's not in from great form, is he, Marcus Alonso? No. Mm. And then I know Alexis Angeles had a good chance as well, but the way Willian and Hazard were running them ragged, I, I, you thought to yourself, you know. And then Willian scored, of course. It combined well, those two.
1: Williams Tremendous oh, he's moment.
4: one of my favourite players at the moment yeah. He plays He's got such great pace and, and style and, and plays with a smile on his face as well Which is always pleasing mm. to see um, But they, were, they looked really good In the first half of Chelsea And uh, it was only Lukaku Actually coming um, into the game and, and doing what we've
3: all hoped he would do Against mm. one of the bigger sides were, were you pleased for him? I well, genuinely was yeah, Lukaku, that's his first goal Um, against um, any of the the so-called big six teams uh, this season. And he'd only managed four shots on target in six um, such games before that. So, I mean, the stats bear out the whole, you know, the, well, the idea that he, he wasn't doing it against them so I think it's really good for him to, to do that because he's, he's still young it's mad to uh-huh. It has to be.
1: That. it has to be viewed in the context of the team he's playing for and the way they set up that. I talked about this earlier in the season I was delighted for him because I, I, he, he put another goal
4: on as well he, was, he, he was, looked so much better he looked yeah, he so different
1: he, he was arguably well actually probably inarguably United's most important player on oh, the yeah, day well, clearly. but I, I feel that the way that I mean, you've put in the run on here again, Marcus. Man United weren't brilliant, but they got the win. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times we talk about Man United being like that, and I went to town a bit on them last week. Talking about Lukaku not scoring against the big teams, I mean, he's playing at a team that, that despite their history and despite their um their, their, their legend, don't really give a striker as much chance as they should to actually get a goal well, against a big team because I, they just I, don't I, want to lose all the time.
4: I agree with that point because when, uh, you know, in the in the 90s when the likes of... Um, Andy Cole used to score a lot of goals for Manchester United. People say, oh, well, if you, if you played for other sides, you wouldn't get as many chances and blah, 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 blah. It works well, both ways. It does, but, I mean, you know, he scored a lot of goals, so fair enough. But with Lukaku, now at Manchester United, it is a fair point what you've said there, Luke. You actually don't get an awful lot of chances. It gets more than, say, what he might do at Everton uh, when he was there. But Against the smaller teams, though. Of course. But that performance he he put in against Huddersfield, when we talked about, um, was it in the Cup when they won 2-0? and uh, mm. recently they went there he looked more like the Lukaku that mm. uh, we all know and love and I remember thinking right, we were, I think we even mentioned it hopefully he can build on that and do it and that was the player we saw against Chelsea yeah. the bursting yeah. run at the end the acrobatic shot that just went over the bar that kind of thing yeah. he thought ah now we're talking uh, here
1: I don't, I don't want I don't want to make it sound like I don't think Lukaku's not got. Flo- I don't think Bukarca's not got flaws in his game. I think he has. I think mm. he's, he's an improving player still. And, and Jim makes a good Every point sh- about it. does those.
3: though, you know. Yeah, got... but,
1: but he's not being helped. If he was playing, yeah, if he um, was, it's difficult to make a comparison because Liverpool don't really play in this way. But if he was playing for, I don't know, like um, a, a team who who focus on attacking as much as Liverpool, but can accommodate a big forward mm. I think he'd be doing a lot better
4: well, you could also argue that some of the players that he's playing with not all of course but the likes of Alexis Sanchez or even Ante- uh, uh, Martial Rashfords perhaps to a lesser extent they're very forward players themselves you know it 's not even right to call them wingers it's a sort of forward now as we say yeah. 've got nearer. so many attacking players they, they do not use them but they 're going for goal themselves you know if he played with say traditional wingers or, or people who are all
2: about assists before goals then maybe he might um, I, get a few more I, I read in an Irish newspaper oh, yeah. uh, yesterday that um, it was odd because you won a Brit Award midweek so. <laughs> 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 very good Jesse Lingard Messi Lingard
4: <laughs> with another vital goal in a Black game. Panther
1: celebration as well mm, yeah, yeah I I feel my bloody oh, enjoy nice. yeah. that's, that's very
4: good
3: um He's uh, quite the impact sub, isn't he? He is. And I, I, I like that he's, he's turning into a sort of big game player, isn't yeah. he? Which is, which is excellent. Bodes well. I'm, I'm, he can overshadow yeah. Lukaku when, when the two teams meet in the World Cup.
1: I'll get to the point now where I'll be <laughs> happy to see him introduced for England in the, yeah. the 15, 20 minutes to go. There
3: <laughs> you're
2: talking.
3: I'm you. uh,
1: actually quite interested in the idea of him playing centre-half.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if he can, if he can attack uh, the football like he did, you know, with yeah. that header, then fine, right. get him in there. Get him in there. But, yeah, but, you know, United, as we say, weren't brilliant, but they did get the win. But it's still, it's not the most satisfying of performances. And and will this sort of result, despite the performance, be enough to keep Mourinho at Old Trafford for, for a number of years to come? What, what, like it
3: hasn't at every job he's ever had? <laughs> but this is a club where he wants to put down roots. He wants to be there for a little while. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've heard that, but... It- his behaviour is it is consistent with how it's been at the other clubs he's been at, and you wonder like if if that situation will will become untenable in future. I mean, I think we'd all kind of like to see Mourinho maybe chill out a bit, put some roots down, um, and, and 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 you know have a legacy. But I I just this doesn't look different, does it? I mean, I know he signed a new contract, and I actually you know I I would like to see Mourinho sort of do what he's kind of hinted he would do, and kind of perhaps you know. Play a bit more of an attacking style and, and and play play in the way that the fans at Man United it's, expect. But I just don't know if he if he's going to do that. He it's actions and
1: words, isn't it? It's actually the words are the words, and he's on the new contract and he's saying what he's saying. Off the pitch and on the pitch, he's not um, he's not delivering that. Anything mm. that would suggest that mm. Man United fans, he is Jose Mourinho, and he comes his name comes with a lot of cash out. He's won a lot of things. If he, if they're still playing football like this yeah. in a year's time, it won't be up to him. It won't be up to him. Do you, th- this do you think I mean. that
3: he's, he thinks that as long as he's winning
2: stuff, People won't care, which has always been the it's not, case. It's, it's not even stuff the stuff; it's just about headlines. Wow,
3: well, trouble last season,
4: mate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If his face is on the back of a newspaper, I think he thinks he's doing doing the right job because it always yeah. historically has worked for him. All this co- all and, this
1: conversation uh, revolves around the idea that it'll be Mourinho's decision, and it, yeah. I'm telling you now. But if they finish third next, I think they might finish third this season. If They finish third next season. They play the football they're playing with the money they've spent. It won't be up to him.
4: Well, and I think what Pete's saying there about you know Mourinho. The problem is Mourinho, as I think Jonathan Wilson's written quite eloquently about him, he was never a player back in the day. He wants to be the main man. Yeah. And that's, and that's um, the problem. Um, but just before we go to a break, one national newspaper in England believes that if Antonio Conte can't resolve his differences with the board and leaves before the end of the season, um, then Louis van Gaal will step in. And I'd like to say, you may or may not be the praying types but if you are <laughs> put your hands together for that
1: I'm not the praying type but I am
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: incredible yeah. Comte's reaction to all of this stuff has been brilliant a couple of weeks ago he was really talking up Louis Enrique's qualities like you're trying yeah. to scout your own replacement <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't he leave it. is
1: because if he gets fired he'll probably get a payoff yeah, exactly. Well.
2: exactly there's a room in church for me this uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sunday I mean, room hey for god a... it's been a while mate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last time it was like me asking you for a girlfriend at 13 so yeah. now I'm asking for Louis van Aal <laughs>
4: how the times have changed right (laughs) we are going to talk about alan pardew after this
0: i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your
1: small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin
0: has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me
2: in a given month over 70 percent
1: of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
1: It was like the parts
2: in the Red Sea. People just went, whoop.
4: They certainly did. Um, right, before we talk about old Pardsy, it's time for correspondence with Peatman.
2: It is, mate. Let me just write down something. The
1: Alan Pardew of the Football Ramble, Pete Dawson. Not having that. That's yeah. not nice, is it? You've stolen a taxi.
2: <laughs> you are a terrible boozer. You Terrible is. bloke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Alan Pardew, though. That was his players. Hmm. Stop trying to bring him in. I'm talking it. about your his own faults. I'm talking you? about you. <laughs> so now, now that you are him, you're defending him. Interesting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I become everything I hate. Uh, hello to Callum. Hello, Callum. All right, Callum. Uh, hello, lads. Uh, on the latest show, I was delighted to hear a mention of Kevin King's soccer circus. Mm. That oft-forgotten relic of mid-noughties football <laughs> I, patter. I love it how
4: everyone calls it a soccer school but with Keegan it's a soccer well, circus. I know yeah
2: <laughs> what i like no i think it wasn't it called a soccer circus or like, something it was no, it, it was, was. That it was, was the was. name of it yeah. Yeah. that
4: genuinely yeah. is that's what i mean like everyone else it would be a soccer <laughs> school <laughs> keegan
2: calls it so. growing up in glasgow i was about 14 uh, when a school friend invited me along to the soccer circus for a day out it was fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> We were the only people there, and the board staff let us go round twice extra for free. It makes it sound like it was an amusement, yeah. yeah I like think, no, I think like it was trend. like an experience topic. Yeah. It wasn't
1: like a Bobby Charlton type I no, no. I think it like a... was it was a travelling like <laughs> mini soccer theme
2: park. Kevin
1: involved? We talked about it years a crazy ago, name oh. one, didn't oh. oh. ahead, mate.
2: Kevin Keegan's football clusterfuck. Yeah. Give it's it fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, give it a Google. Why are um, you firing me out of a cannon? As we were as we were leaving though we noticed the great man himself exiting the office ah. so he didn't have to stick around <laughs> he was clearly just a, a figurehead promotional yeah. figurehead but no he puts the hours in no, and that's why Keggy is brilliant up. two
3: people in that day yeah. if, if my name's
2: on the door I really should be there every yeah. day I should be checking fire exits I'm not a line tamer don't put me in the cage with him <laughs> um, we were the only people there as I said uh, and boss stuff let us go around twice extra for free uh, we approached Keggy tentatively I a lifelong man city fan like my dad was wearing an five. Or six home shirt mm. we're talking barn we're talking vassell we're talking fowler uh, my friend was wearing a bright orange valencia away shirt he'd gotten on holiday keegan was initially very friendly but when i asked him to sign my city shirt he said i'm not fucking signing that it was the season after i left oh, oh. Fair enough to be fair to keegan turning his attention briefly to my friend he pointed at the valencia shirt and said what the fucking hell is that we were 14 <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. he's gone off on one hasn't he <laughs> Um, yeah, he returned to my shirt, signing it reluctantly and commenting uh, commenting on how f- filthy it was. Oh, hmm. Filthy? You want to give that a wash, kid? Maybe he was in uh, a bad mood after a recent pratfall. Maybe. Yeah. I took my signed shirt home and immediately put it in a frame which would fall off the wall and smash it a few days later because of course it did. <laughs>
1: Apparently, you also took the Valencia shirt off the kid, washed it in his washing machine and it shrunk it.
2: Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, I lost touch with this girlfriend, uh, but I hope somewhere there's still an orange Valencia away shirt with a massive Kevin Keegan singer Maybe he's listening to the show. Inexplicably would on it.
1: Pete, maybe we can re... re- uh, what's the word? A reunion. Yeah, get the, back yeah.
2: reunion, I mean, the reunion islands.
3: We, I mean, <laughs> we must... Generation-wise, we must have a lot of listeners who went to that soccer circus. I so
2: do get in Yeah. yeah. Did anyone Good end up being a professional these. footballer? That's what, I don't know. Uh, So, thank you. From going
1: to a Kevin Keegan soccer (laughs) themed theme park.
2: It's like Mr. Blobby World, isn't it? Yeah. Um, The soccer circus uh, closed for a good. So, did anyone
1: ever become a TV presenter by meeting Noel (laughs) Edmonds?
2: The soccer circus closed for a good a month later. So, there we go. Yeah, Callum. Uh, Hello to uh, Rob Gowling in County Durham. (laughs) Long-time listener, first-time emailer. After listening to your debate on the normality of Saul Campbell, I felt it best to share a story that involves a peculiar encounter with none other than the big man himself. Mm. He was a bigger man at the time because he'd not long finished playing for Newcastle. (laughs) I was a a student in Newcastle and worked security part-time. I got a shift working at a celebrity fashion show at Gosforth Park. In attendance and participating were Tim Tim uh Shorla, Sammy, recent retiree Saul and John Carver there you go what Uh, a line I know what what a coup for the fashion show Uh, towards the I think I remember the photographs in this uh, shoot actually Uh, towards the end of the night the beers had been flowing but Sol seemed as sober as a judge Uh, As he left, he made sure to say thank you and goodbye to every single member of staff that was working, which I thought was a strange yet nice touch. Being one of the doormen on the front, I was one of the last he passed, thanked, and he said his goodbyes to. This is where it became less than normal. A solenoist partner passed me at the door. He shook my hand and thanked me with the words, Cheers, big fella, it's been wonderful. I realised immediately after the handshake that something had been left in my hand, looking down to find half a toffee crisp still in its wrapper. Wow. wow, that is very strange. I looked no, back up at that's Sol. Normal. I looked back up at <laughs> Sol, and he winked as if to say, "That so that one is on me, basically." Right. Have half, half, half my top. Not even a, It's
1: not even what I would describe as a top ten chocolate bar. And no,
2: it's not, it, it's not.
4: It's half eaten. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bit that's annoying for me. It's not even half
1: a top ten chocolate
2: yeah. bar. <laughs> So he just got into his taxi, which he paid for, because Pardew wasn't in attendance. So uh, yeah. there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. was driving it. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, thank you for that, Rob. Um, Carver is in attendance. Not in the fashion show. That would have been a treat to see. I know, right? Wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, this one is from uh, Woody. Hello, Woody. Um, on, first, Woody. I would like to express my, uh, my public thanks to my friend Raj, currently in Madrid and formerly of Plymouth, for re- recommending your podcast to me. Secondly, while we mention Plymouth, seamless link there, uh, can I please flag the disservice done to the lower leagues done by the Ramble? Mr. Moore mentioning Pompey's monotonous march to mid-table mediocrity doesn't really count as coverage of League 1 and 2. When, I ask, will you give due credit and a deserved spotlight to the miracles being performed at the other end of the south coast by Mr. Derek Adams of Plymouth Argyle? In a comeback worthy of Rocky Balboa himself, the mighty Argyle have gone from the bottom of League One in December into the playoff positions before March. No team in the country has won more league games than us since Derek was appointed. Regardless of where we finish, the the season has been phenomenal. Another step back up from the near oblivion we faced during administration not very long ago. Why did the ramble ignore us, basically, is the tenet of his argument. Uh, on a side note, in my capacity as the drummer for occasional radio-bothering band Bastille. We've got the hello. drummer from Bastille emailing, guy. and guys. And uh, he's angry. He's uh, angry. Last summer, I crossed paths with Pete and his guys as an aspiring Radio 1 DJ. Uh, when I excitedly told him how much I enjoyed the ramble, he grunted and was not arsed, really. Clearly not asked. <laughs> can't <laughs> oh, win them all. Peter! Oh, Jim Pete. made the point when we read this email off, off air that he Woody clearly mistook humility for arrogance. Yeah, you are. You are very. Um, you are full of humility, <laughs> aren't you? And you like full to of, sort of
3: it. You are, and you like to play I'm down your. i full own. of humility. <laughs> Let's your drink. Own, he's
2: what?
1: a modest man with plenty to be modest about. What
2: I would say is that I remember that interview, and he did stop the interview mid uh, interview and asked why I wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah,
3: well, so he's what? not the weird one there. This is
1: turning into Pete's wicked whispers. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I would say to Woody, based around League One, from one League One fan. To, well, League One club fan to another, is that, you know, I'm not going to watch other League One teams. No. <laughs> I, it's enough bad enough to watch Portsmouth in League One. I do understand Plymouth are on an amazing run. They've leapfrogged Pompey, Kel Supreme. it's not exactly fucking surprising. Yeah, but they're only four points above them. I know, but they've they've been on an amazing run. They started off They have been on a great shit. one, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm not, I mean, unless Pompey are playing Plymouth in that really annoyingly called uh, dock, Dockyard Derby, even though we're about 300 miles away from each other, mm. I'm not keeping up with Plymouth. I know Derek Adams... Of course, he's done a good job there. Yeah, oh yeah. Ex, um, ex, uh, was he Hibbs manager? Or was he Hibbs Hib's assistant manager for a while? Something like that. He, mm. he definitely came from up in Scotland.
2: The main, the That's thing, all I've got. Look, we're not keen to up with Plymouth. I have, as my job as Absolute Radio DJ, I've got to keep up with Bastille. So I think that should be enough, <laughs> Woody, to be honest. Um, I, and later in that show that I interviewed him on, I actually said Woody was my favourite member. Probably because he said he listened to the Ramble, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, it's not a bad scene to mine, though. If band members are bold enough to stick their heads above the parapet, are you in a band. And you listen to the Ramble, who have been in the top one hundred. We've got confirmed members from uh, editors. Yeah, New Arm Mount Nathan March yeah. churches, churches. Few gents, yeah. Few did Ross the was, theme. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or well, Ross did. Ross did from the, yeah. the Beatles. John, churches. There was the, talk of Johnny Marr we sent him a book he sent one of his books so yeah. I think Johnny Ma is a confirmed um, member
4: the rhythm guitarist of One-Eyed Willie yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the so best ever moment. my favourite ever so for those who are listening who don't know this One-Eyed Willie was Pete's um, ska punk sort of pop punk band yeah. when he was a kid
2: the best... and I was good to the drummer Yeah, the best. I was nice to the drummer in the band the best ever how one does anyone One-Eyed follow Willy the moment.
1: rhythm Wait, Marcus you know this oh, the do. best ever One-Eyed Willie moment is they made a video like a music video and there's a guy filming and Pete as we all know what Pete's like he yeah. wanted to, obviously wanted to be involved in the creative all like that, all that
4: humility that you yeah,
1: yeah there's a great scene in the video where they're filming Pete is playing guitar and Pete is motioning with his head to try and get the, to the cameraman to film something else <laughs> over and over again by nodding his head that didn't look well that was the creative
2: high point of one-eyed Willis yeah mm. stop no, playing is it, on, is it on youtube uh, probably would no, be Probably, probably somewhere, would probably. Probably somewhere. Can, Can we talk about Sure at footballramble.com If you want to send us an email Or if you're in a member of a band and a, 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 a hit parade bothering band And
1: I've just remembered Why we normally keep the email section really brief
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me settling scores with drummers from bands <laughs> yeah. Right we talk- I've never heard I've got a question for you
4: all <laughs> How is Pard still in a job?
2: Yeah, I can't no, answer it. Shot the yeah.
4: football
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might not be, by well, I mean, the what, what I love about this is that they've sacked the board. Yeah, as the chairman well. and the, the chairman. CEO have both been sacked, and still there. They're going to start banning season ticket holders next.
4: Well, Pardew, you can tell by his uh, body language and his words, he's almost looking around going, Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> It is a bit weird, I grant you. I might not be next week, but, but Pardue said after the match that it'll be very tough to save their season. But he seemed resigned to it. Unlike Allardyce, when Allardyce took over at Crystal Palace, Allardyce was saying, This is going to be tough. This might go all the way down to May. But when Pardew, uh, sorry, when Allardyce was saying that, you felt that Allardyce was thinking, this is going to take me longer to save them, but I will save them. Mm. Or at least I'm going to have a bloody good go at it. With mm. Pardew, it's almost like he's shrugging his shoulders going, "Yeah." and then he goes, well, three wins in 37, says it all, really. And I'm thinking, if you're a West Brom fan, you'd be looking at that man and th- saying, come on, if you're not doing this in the media, what are you saying to the players? Now, I know mm. managers can, can say one thing or another, but it's just, it's well, they, so they, strange. They,
1: they also in this situation now the team where they've got six games which are winnable in yes. a row and the first one was Huddersfield which they lost at home at the weekend well, they've only got ten, to... 10
4: games to go now but, in the League, but it's Marcus, seven points
1: Marcus that, that low six games Huddersfield at home mm. Watford away Leicester at home Bournemouth away Burnley at home Swansea at home
4: you've got to pick up points and Pardew yeah. is it, I mean, they haven't had a new manager bounce If it, if that was me I'd, I'd have probably, I know, I know the board, you know, we can say that, uh, well, the board have gone, but people can say, oh, well, football clubs are a little bit too trigger happy and so on. It's clearly not working under Pardew. Now, we've seen some great escapes before in the league. And if this, if they go on to do this, then I'll eat my words. But at the moment, you look at Pardew and you look at that side and all the nonsense off the field and so on and so forth. And you think, Flipping it, you'd be better off getting someone else in there. <laughs> and, and, Paolo Di Canio, somebody saying, who's going to stick a rocket up every orifice. Well, he took
1: over in November and it took him till, um, about two weeks ago. No, it was
4: January, wasn't it? It took it's him till middle so, of January to win a Premier League it's game. It's been so uninspiring. Yeah. I just
3: don't see how it's going to ignite anytime well, soon. But as you say, like, looking at that like, interview, you feel like Pardew doesn't know either. Exactly. And uh, again, like, people. Managers and footballers are human beings, so you know, we, we see their emotional sides lead them and come out sometimes. And that's what that interview looked like to me. Hmm. But he looks like he hasn't got a clue. Which, I mean, but I'm just, I'm just, you're screwed, it, it, aren't sure. you, in that situation?
4: But if you're a West Brom fan, you must be thinking, well, who's doing something? Yeah. You've checked the, checked the chairman and the CEO. Okay, fine. Th- th- there's probably reasons for that. I don't know the ins and outs. But you've you've got to you've got to mix it up somehow. They've got some all right players in that side. Yeah. Mm. They're only seven points now. If you think about how badly how, how badly they've performed, actually seven points isn't that bad. You know, it's still very tight down there, and teams are taking points off each other. Ten games to go, there's still a chance. Yeah, but my goodness, it's got to change. Seven
2: then, points is a piss state, though, isn't it?
4: Yeah, that's like, what I mean. So think about like, how bad they've been in they only seven points. You know, normally, normally they'd be about 12 or
3: something. Yeah. Right now, that, that kind of there's talk that the Watford game is the chance for Pardew to save his job, isn't it? But th- does that ever work, apart from that famous example of, of Alex Ferguson and no. Mark Robinson? Yeah, which, which, is, Robinson which, has been, which
1: has later been said to sure. not be true. Yeah, anyway. it, quite,
3: but yeah. you never know, because there might be managers who, who do win a game and then the cheer. The
1: he board. needs to headbutt someone. I think the,
3: that's it. Well, the other thing is there's no one to replace him because we've run out of managers. Yeah.
1: Well, Louis van Gaal.
3: Now you're talking. Yeah. He's got one lined up. <laughs> Again, I'll see you in church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the church the Padres has actually
4: uh, been to before, funnily enough. But anyway, uh, it's still very close down uh, the bottom of the table. But Brighton got themselves a big win against Swansea. And when you're looking at that uh, bottom 10 or whatever it is in the Premier League and you think that it's all very tight, when Brighton put in a performance like that and a statement like that and they go, um, uh, you know, what are they? Four points, uh, I think, um, uh, above the kind of the, the chasing pack, if yeah. you like. You think to yourself, that is a, that is a statement, you know, and now there's such a good feel around Brighton. You're beating one of your relegation rivals, if you like. Handily as well. Yeah, exactly, by four goals. Your front line, they're all scoring. I mean, Glenn Murray, they were making the point of the match of the day, 34 years old, um, there's some off-the-field stuff going on, but he's had so many injuries concentrating on the field, so many injuries and some real long-term injuries, but 34... Back, you know, well, relatively speaking, banging in the Premier League goals, absolutely fantastic. I, th- I
1: think um, with Brighton as well, they've got. If you look at their team, look at the team you played <clears throat> at the weekend against a resurgent Swansea side. Yeah, there's lots to be positive about. We've got Gross, who's, as I said at the start of the season, oh, fantastic a player. Him, yeah. He's under the radar. For the money they paid for him, he's been one of the soft of the season. Knock, uh, knockout is a really talented player. What a
4: goal, though, the way he yeah. shifted the ball. Mm. He was the best player of the championship last, last season.
1: Ben Murray can still do what he can do, but even if you look at the back, I mean, I know he scored no goal, but Lewis Duncan, Shane Duffy, I think they're almost ever-present at center half. So they've got a good understanding. They've got a good relationship with the, with the goalkeeper. And you've got Chris Houghton, who is he's clearly not going to manage at the very, very top level, but he's got a lot of experience. He yeah. knows what it takes and he seems like he's a very personable guy. And who Foster's can, a
4: good spirit exactly. around the club.
1: And I think they're always, they're, with that in their locker, they're always going to have been okay. I don't even think we've talked too much about them being relegated, have we this season? I mean, it's not no. really something that's come up over and over again. Well, it's it?
3: always been in this context, isn't it? And they, they they look like they're going to be okay. And also getting a, a joa back was a, a canny signing. And Jurgen Lacadia looks a very good player as well. Scored on scored in the FA Cup on his debut, didn't he? And scored in his Premier League debut as well. well, it's, well it's we've also got
1: we've also got to talk about the context of the Premier League this season because, fine, they're only on paper four points off relegation, okay, but they're eleventh. Yeah, there's, there's a good, yep. there's, there's, there's a, oh sorry, they're 12, I think, they 12. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know, there's like eight teams below them, whatever it is. Every single one of those teams has got to improve mm-hmm. for them to, be, to to drop down to the point where they're going to be in that relegation zone. And it's very unlikely to happen because the reason those teams are in there in the first place is because they're shit. So, <laughs> so it's hard to see them going on a run where they're going to, going to be in danger of relegation.
4: Yeah, I did enjoy the, um, Chris Hooten after the game, 4-1 winners, and he just said it was a worthy scoreline. Yeah, good. Yeah. Enjoy it. Uh-huh. Get up there, son. What's Get gonna happen there. with
1: Swansea now? Though? That's what the interesting thing, because they've done enough to pull themselves out
2: of it. Well, they're on twenty seven points. But they're back in the relegation zone now. Yeah, same points as Palace. Two behind
4: Newcastle
2: mm. United. Mm. Not a great uh, draw after being two 0 up and uh no. John John's no. Mr. bit of a sitter. That's yeah. a nightmare for those away fans as well. That is a hell of a <laughs> I, grow, I yeah. feel a bit yeah. sorry
1: for Shelby as far as that people have mentioned that more than once. Oh, yeah, we had a chance to make it three. I mean they were a, still tuned def- up. Def- yeah,
2: yeah and, and also the defender got yeah, they shouldn't need that kind of it was more Shelby. Shelby's switching
4: off, but the, I think Frank Lampard highlighted. Yeah,
1: my point is, Marcus, that, yeah. that if you need to score three to be sure of a, a win ten minutes from the end, you've got bigger problems. Sure,
2: and 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 Shelby has never been the sort of player. He looks like the sort of player who's a bit of rough and tumble, mm-hmm. who can you know. But he does that because he's really clumsy and, yeah. and he, he kind of hurts people more often than not. <laughs> he's not a great closer downer player, and he's not. No. Sh- he shouldn't have to be really. But what Newcastle need is someone on their
4: books who can score goals. Who can put games to bed? Marcus. But unfortunately, he's currently playing his trade in West London at the moment. <laughs> Let's go to the championship. Fulham, eh? Thrashing wolves. Top of the table wolves, two nil. Mitro, what a goal! Pete, the way Pete... he shut <laughs> <chuck> the defender <laughs> off his turn.
1: Pete bash. walks up to group in Capital saying, Give him give him back your thief. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think there might have been a word in between what you just said. There, yeah, well, yeah, I've, yeah, just
1: I've already done my swear of the, uh, of the of the show, oh, so I can't do another one. Yeah.
2: Oh, Mitrovic man of the match it was a great set. I mean, the three defenders just did just let him get on with it, but he was yeah, it was a great strike. Oh, and he, you know, muscling and, and uh, yeah,
4: love that, fantastic.
2: Love better, better that. than his what he did last week. On fire, yeah. great yeah, game at the really
1: stadium of light, wasn't there? Oh, oh my
4: goodness, what about that one? eh? action packed after yeah, Middlesbrough pushing for a playoff spot, um, but uh, but Callum McManaman equalised at the end. Now. I didn't realise he hates
1: Poulos. I didn't know that. The brass
4: balls on the <laughs> goal. The yeah. last yeah. man I would want to goad is Tony Pulis I right? because he will of... take retribution.
1: Does he hate him because of the West Brom connection? Must be. Yeah, that's passed
4: me by. That
2: yeah. brass monkey balls. Well, he but...
4: ran over and, and and gave it some to Tony Pulis. I yeah. think uh, he was
2: he was last seen getting sent off for like a handball when he scored a goal with his hand and he got sent off. Oh, did he? I remember
4: that back. Chris yeah. Coleman said because obviously it was the last minute. It was it was to make it three three in a, in an action pack game. Two sendings off. I mean, my goodness, the game had everything. <laughs>
1: the, the biggest North least Derby you can
4: get probably at the moment yeah yeah. yeah. and (laughs) and and Chris Calvin said I thought he was going to run over and celebrate with me but he just wanted a few words with Tony you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Banford's got a goal of real quality as well he's a conundrum of a player isn't he he is
4: yeah the feet on Banford's first (laughs) one was absolutely delightful your feet
1: are that quick and you've got that sort of composure in the box you should still be able to score in the Premier League true
4: Yeah, but for some reason he can't my favourite thing from the match report uh, was that apparently there was a flock of seagulls persistently
2: swooping low across the pitch they What's weren't they were, they were not seagulls. <laughs> they were craws and they smelt carrion. That is the rotting flesh that yeah. is Northeast football. Dark wings, dark words. <laughs>
4: Indeed, yeah. But <laughs> Sunderland's still in trouble. But at yeah. the other end of the table, Fulham, they're on the march, ladies and gentlemen. On the march. Right, we are going to talk about Grimsby Town after this. Ooh. <laughs>
1: That was loud, wasn't it, from Drogba? Indeed, yeah. yeah.
4: That's his swear of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the yeah. Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday, of
1: course. How did our better get on, Luke? Now, Pete, you want to put some violin music under this or something? Because Tom Rodden. Do, 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 do. Mm. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. Um, you're out of here. No. You went, for, you went for. Watford did beat Everton. They did. Uh, it's a shocking game. Um, but <laughs> Watford did win it. Um, Allardyce has done an awful job at Everton um, but we probably haven't got time to talk about that now but Tom <laughs> Tom thought Watford would win but both teams would score that alas did not happen so Tom is way out of the hot seat before it's even warmed up mm. so we need a new uh, Bet365 Best Bet Better uh, show at the com, and I will pick one out for Thursday's show
4: there we are now Grimsby Town, quite clearly a club who know what's good for them. <laughs> they've uh, they've heard that Sol Campbell is one of the greatest minds in football and they're willing to talk with him to potentially become their manager. They are 20th um, at the moment, six points above the relegation zone, But that doesn't matter to Big Sol because when he was asked about their league position um, and whether it could deter him from taking over, he said, definitely not, I come from a hard background. Now, despite... Sol Campbell commenting uh, in the media about the Grimsby Town job I did find that uh, the Grimsby Town chairman John Fenty speaking on local radio's comments quite funny he said I'm surprised we haven't heard from Sol he said that clubs are t- uh, aren't taking a punt on young managers we'd have a chat with him
2: oh call this bluff <laughs> yeah well, I, mean, I mean, what it is speaking of him sounds like him. it doesn't it the thing it? about John Fenty is he's never on the Fent no <laughs> <laughs>
4: Fentanyl Fentanyl, um, Fentanyl. I was, I But you sometimes <laughs> seeing chasing Deer across Richmond Park <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fentanyl
1: In my capacity as the only man to have watched Grimsby Town in the flesh this season <laughs> <laughs> Mansfield Town 4 Grimsby 1 Yeah uh, They were terrible uh-huh. and could it get worse with Big Sol as the manager? Well, yes actually Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it probably could Would he not normalise
3: the club though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean he's got the sort of down to earth you know man of the people touch hasn't he? He does so. He does you'd know sort of unite that the
1: amount of people types you'd expect from a potential Tory uh, mayor of Canada of
3: <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> Talking today about-
4: we'll be hunting foxes instead of training <laughs> yeah. talking about one of the people just very quickly before we go to going for gold. this one in Argentina made me laugh Independiente who are one of the big five teams in Argentina I think that's what they're called you know a huge side in, in Buenos Aires it's obviously not as big as Boca River but still a big side their coach Ariel Holland um, came under fire recently as he hired celebrity warlock El Brujo Manuel to join his backroom staff ahead of a cup match.
1: Brujo is, means witch in Spanish, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah.
4: yeah, but obviously uh, male. Oh, Brujo so. would
1: mean warlock because witch is for the female. But yeah, yeah, Bruja
4: yeah. Would, uh, would, would, would be witch. Although, um, uh, Varon's nickname was... Uh, witch. Brujita. The witch, yeah. yeah. He took uh,
2: David May's shirt. as Um,
4: as well he should have done El
2: Bruko Manuel can this be true?
4: well he's a celebrity warlock now in (laughs) (laughs) Argentina celebrity
2: (laughs) warlock with Paddy McGuinness sorry I think (laughs) I've
3: announced that (laughs) he claims to be a celebrity warlock that's Luke's tribute band celebrity warlock Um, uh, a good band the Warlock.
4: very good (laughs) well um, they lost the game Mm. and old uh, old Manuel was meant to, to provide some luck or something like that and, and it calls one Argentina, uh, Argentinian media outlet to ask the question of El Brujo uh, Manuel, <laughs> is the magic over? Now I thought to myself, again, I can't stress, this is not some league, uh, third division amateur side. <laughs> this is Independiente. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Sam Allardyce at Everton? Well, we're going well, to uh, I, get Derek Akora well, on the bench. I feel like I should. Well,
2: Peter Reid is working for Wigan.
1: Derek Akora used to be a footballer. Um, I I should say an <laughs> and apologise to everyone listening at home because I may have been caught uttering the word slightly earlier in the show. We don't have time to talk about Everton. <laughs> yeah, apparently, we have got time for this.
3: Well, yeah, and, and we should always have time yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. We don't have time
4: for that because Pete is ready to do going for Glold.
2: All right then. When Lord. Right, let's get into it nice and quick. Thank you to Chris Morris for this particular nomination. Who won last week? Marcus? Nomination. Oh, it might have been Jim, Mar- actually. No, it was Marcus, wasn't it? I'm there, on I a think? hat-trick. It's a Dutch,
1: it was the Dutch um, player. It was Hasselbank, wasn't it? I'm yeah. on a hat-trick boy. Are you really? Yeah. Nah. I nah okay.
2: I'm not
4: this. Because the previous week, people said, oh, you shouldn't have had two guesses, and we said, well, you can have it. It's referee's decision. Well,
2: you know, well, play well, to the whistle. I might, I might revisit play that decision to the- if you win this week. <laughs> 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 uh, right, uh, here's a going for gold for you, gold. Trademark pending. I was born on the 17th of July, 76, 1976. 76, 76, okay. I only played for two clubs in my 21 year senior career, racking up a total of 561 appearances and 82 goals. Stop. Nicky Butt. Nice. Incorrect. I moved to England in June 2001 for a £750,000 fee.
4: Stop. Eric Backer.
2: <laughs> Incorrect. Where's that come from? Oh, because we did the lease again. Where's together. that come from? <laughs> Having played under Harry Redknapp, I concluded that Harry is a really nice guy, but football skills, I did not see any tactical stills. Tactically, tactically there's not much there. <laughs> Could be anyone. Could be anyone, really, yeah. yeah. Even though this guy only played for two clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the sixth most capped European player of all time. 148 caps. I represented my nation in the 2004, 2008 and 2012 European Championships, as well as the O2 and O6 World Cups. Wow, that's a very good range, isn't it? I, I know where he's from. Where's he from, Marcus? On, oh, say then. No. No. Think of the listeners. No. Keep that one where on are you? Hat for now. In the 2002 World Cup, I scored a free kick against Argentina and was denied Stop. a golden goal against Senegal by the post. Marcus Speller. Seb Larson. Incorrect. No, course, oh. that's
4: rubbish. He's, he's not as
2: old as he. Oh, not yeah. so come, was come, come old. Come all right. He's Swedish. <laughs> Thank you for that, Marcus. There you go. In uh, 2013, I was the unfortunate centre of a. I, I was at. I found myself at the unfortunate centre of a sexism scandal when I was gifted a Volvo car for becoming the most capped male player in Sweden's history. While the most capped female player for Sweden, uh, Teresa Shiroganen, uh who has 187 caps, received absolutely botch. <laughs> Olaf Melberg. Incorrect. It's is the most capped Swedish player, and we don't know it. That's poor isn't it.
1: Well, you, you were piping up earlier saying you knew it.
2: No, I knew which country.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, right.
4: Yeah, and now you do as well.
2: Yeah. Who is, this... fe- who is the most capped? Who is the most capped female player in Marcus? You I played. Said... Yeah. Who was it? then? you just said? <laughs> don't need to, mate. Yeah. No, they, they just repeat it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat <laughs> click, uh, <laughs> click the minus fifteen seconds twice. Uh, I played for Southampton on the Stop. losing side of the two thousand and three FA Cup final against Arsenal. Anders Svensson got to be Anders yeah. yeah. well 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 correct well done Chris Morris for that one
1: it's one of those things where now I know it's Anders Fenton I'm not annoyed at myself for not knowing I'm the most Caps Swedish player either. yeah because I that, know what you mean yeah, <laughs> that's, sort of, that's mad. instantly forgettable player
4: agreed absolutely there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the football round it's been a pleasure talking to you or with you depending on uh, how you listen to the podcast of course um, say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Jimmy goodbye say goodbye PT see you later see you on Thursday